Praise God. Now go to Genesis. And let's talk about offerings. Offerings. Now, this is the first offering, Genesis 4, that we see man giving to God. It's not the first offering, but it's the first offering man gives to the Lord. We see God making an offering in Genesis chapter 3 of an animal sacrifice. And of course, Adam and woman, she was Eve after the fall, she now sees how God gives sacrifices. And that sacrifices or offerings are necessary. Offerings are necessary. Amen. There are lots of different types of offerings. But let's begin reading uh, with chapter 4. And we'll start with verse 1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife. A lot of translations say um, Adam had sexual relations with his wife. And she conceived and bare Cain. And said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep. Now many scholars say that Cain and Abel were twins. And so Cain came out first. And then Abel came out first. And you know that twins, or second, excuse me, you know that twins are very often uh, very close together. Is anybody in here a twin? Yeah, twins are, are very, usually very close with their sibling. And identical twins, they say that they even many times think the same way. And they've done studies on that, uh, where twins were separated at birth. And they'll bring them together years and years later and find out that they've got the same type of practice. Their wife or their husbands look very similar. Just so many similarities from twins. Well, these two, most likely twins, uh, verse 2, she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Now, I I looked at multiple translations on this verse, and, and but is not in there. It just says that Cain was a a farmer and Abel was a shepherd. The scripture is not implying that one is better than the other. You know why? Because God made both of them. And whatever God makes is good. So whether he's a shepherd or a farmer doesn't make one better than the other. It just makes them different. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth or jealous, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thou countenance fallen? If you do well, shall you not be accepted? And if you do not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire. In other words, you'll have the rule over sin. And thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother. 
And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Notice that the first murder is over an offering. And when you talk about money, I mean, if you want to get somebody really upset, one of the things you can start doing is talking about money. So for whatever reason, people get all upset when it comes to money. And God forbid a preacher start talking about money because the preacher must be trying to get your money. Well, let me announce on TV this morning that I am not trying to get your money. Amen. Amen. Let's talk about this issue first. And that is the offering is not to the church. The offering is not to the person. The offering is to the Lord. This is one area we need to begin to renew our mind with right now. And that is many times we'll say, I'm taking my offering to the church. And in one sense, it's not wrong. But in another sense, our thinking is, is that we're giving it to the church and that's it. Hebrews chapter 7 says that we have a high priest who receives our offerings. So we should not have this mindset that we're giving our offering to man or to the church, but we're giving our offering to the Lord. And there are lots of different types of offerings. I wrote some of them down. Glory to God. We'll get to them in a minute here. In the scriptures, we find that there are over 1,000 references to offerings. 1,000. Do you think this is an important subject? Over 1,000 offerings. I mean, there's, there's heave offerings. There's guilt offerings. There's burnt offerings. There's whole burnt offerings. There's... there's uh, trespass offerings and sin offerings and all kinds of different offerings. And if we're priests, do you think we should understand about these offerings? Well, I'm going to help you out because those offerings were under the law. We're not under the law. And it's actually very simple under the New Testament. Praise God. And it comes down to what we talked about a few minutes ago in Romans 8.14. It comes down to being led by the Spirit. How is God going to lead us? He's going to lead us according to his word. Amen. That's why we need understanding on his word. Here it is. Burnt offerings, peace offerings, sin offerings, trespass offerings, daily burnt offerings, whole burnt offerings, remembrance offerings, new moon offerings, grain offerings, just to mention some. Glory to God. Amen. Another important point about giving is that giving is between you and God. Because your giving is unto Him. That's why I have no right to judge you on your giving. And you have no right to judge me on my giving. Whether You know people will judge other people because they think they gave too much? There are people that won't receive offerings because they think it's too much. I was listening to one preacher... And he had a Rolex watch. And, you know, it was a $22,000 watch. 
And the Lord told him to give it to this man. And he called the man up. This is not in front of everybody. It was in private. Took the watch off and said, here, I'm giving this to you. Now, this is a man who has understanding on giving and on offerings and that he is a priest to offer up spiritual sacrifices. So his giving was not because he wanted this man to have a Rolex that may have been there somewhere in the back of his head, but he was giving the Rolex because the Lord told him to give it. Are you listening? He was doing it out of obedience to God. And when you give an offering unto the Lord, there is a response that comes out of that obedience. Look at it again in Genesis 4 as I put my watch back on. <laughs> Look here in verse... Verse 4, and Abel, he also, well, he also brought the firstlings of his flock of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. So we see here that there are offerings that God receives and respects, and there are offerings that he does not receive and does not respect. Now, it's evident that somehow Cain and Abel had been taught to give offerings, right? And it's also evident that Abel did it the right way, but Cain did it the wrong way, right? Did God rebuke Cain for doing it the wrong way? No, he didn't. He rebuked him because he got all wroth. And he's simply telling them, listen, if you do it the right way, it will be, come on, what's that word? Accepted. See, offerings can be either accepted or rejected. So what was the difference between Cain and Abel's offering? Why was one accepted and the other not accepted? They both brought offerings. They both dropped the money in the bucket. Right? Right? Because remember, the issue here is not that one was an animal offering and one was a fruit offering. Because one was a farmer and one was a a shepherd. And so they were giving, but there was a difference in how the offering was given. And many times we do things out of religion. That's the problem with the law. The law was everything out of the head. And God said, I don't want your head, I want your heart. That's why these spiritual sacrifices are not flesh sacrifices. Many times we're doing flesh sacrifices because we're trying to make something happen. But the offering is not to be out of the flesh, the offering is to be out of your heart. For as many as are led by the Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 says that let every man give as he purposes in his own spirit. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. If you're commanded under the law to give a certain amount every day, are you going to be cheerful about that? Are you cheerful about giving your taxes every year? Well, you can be, but that's a whole other message. (laughs) Amen. 
As a matter of fact, Jesus said in Matthew 22, he said, Render unto Caesar what is Caesar, and render unto God what is God's. Notice he said, first render unto Caesar. See, that was commanded. But unto God is what you purpose in your heart. And what you should purpose in your heart is to be obedient unto God. Unto what he says to do. I'm not suggesting you should be fruity and flaky in your giving. What I am suggesting is that we need to engage our heart. It's evident to me that Abel engaged his heart. And notice the type of offering he gave. And I want you to notice this word, firstlings. Why don't you underline that, firstlings. Now there is no evidence that this was a tithe. Amen. Amen. There is evidence that this was a first fruit offering, which is in, in Levitical priesthood was different from the tithe. Proverbs chapter 3 is talking about the first fruits. Now, some of you are wondering what all this is. We'll get into it. Amen. We're just going to take our time. Now, you know, we're not going to get into it today because I'm getting ready to close. I heard someone take a deep sigh of relief. (laughs) Glory to God. This is good, though. I'm excited about this. Notice verse 3. In the process of time. In the Hebrew, it means at the end of days. At the end of days. So they brought their offering at the end of days. What does that mean? At, At the end of the harvest season. At the end of the season, they then prepared their offerings and brought them unto the Lord. They was probably on the Sabbath day. Was there a Sabbath day back then? Sure there was. Sabbath was not under the law. Sabbath was by the Spirit. On the seventh day, God rested. And so Adam and Eve, they taught their children also that on the seventh day, you rest. You honor the Lord. It was evident that they were both taught of their parents. And it then came a time when they had the faith and understanding to bring this offering. Verse 4, it says, The Lord had respect to Abel, but not to Cain. The words had respect to signify in the Hebrew to look at anything with a keen and earnest glance. So God took a keen and earnest glance to this offering that Abel had given, but unto Cain he didn't. This term in the Hebrew, a keen and earnest glance, is also translated in other other places, kindle into a fire. Kindle into a fire. Didn't we just read recently in 1 Kings? I don't remember where I was teaching, but I just taught this recently somewhere. 1 Kings chapter um, eight, 17 and 18, where Elijah calls fire down from heaven to burn up the, to burn up the what? The offering. And why did he do that offering? Why did Elijah prepare that offering? Why? Real simple. Why? Because God told him. And because God told him, now God kindles it with fire. 
he burns up the offering. So he had respect on Abel's offering. He kindled it with fire, which means he received it. But he didn't receive Cain's offering. He also, Abel, presented the firstlings of his crop. Put up, if you will, Deuteronomy 14 and verse 23. Just look at the monitors. Deuteronomy 14, 23. And thou shalt eat before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose to the place his name there, the tithe of thy corn and of thy wine and of thy oil and of the firstlings of thy herds. Notice firstlings is separate from tithe. And tithe is specifically referring to grains and fruits. Tithe is not referring to cattle or oxen or or lambs. It's referring to agriculture. And of the firstlings of thy herd and thy flocks, that thou mayest learn to fear the Lord thy God always. Firstlings, write this down. Firstlings is the firstborn. So what did Abel do that was different from Cain? Well, it sounds to me like Cain just brought any old offering that he chose to bring. But Abel took the time to find out what would please the Lord. See, those of us that love God, those of us that are led by the Spirit, are those of us that have an earnest heart's desire to please God. Which means we're going to find out what's going to be pleasing to Him and not just throw any old envelope inside the offering. Or just do any old thing. When you understand that you're a priest and everything you do is a sacrifice or a spiritual offering unto God, it will change your attitude for the things that you do. Well, I just got to go get my kids some milk right now. Well, it can be an offering unto God. Well, I just got to go do this and I just got to go do that. Well, if you're a priest and you're not a priest just on Sundays, you're a priest all the time. The Bible says in Romans, I think it's chapter 3, that we are training to reign with Him. Right now, you're in reign training. Because you're going to reign with Him. How long? A thousand years. As kings and priests on this earth. So right now, we are learning how to do it. Which means what we have to learn to do is engage our hearts. Amen? We have to learn to engage our hearts. Glory to God. Tithing is God's will. However, if your heart is not engaged, then it just becomes a religious exercise. See, and that's where I think Cain was. Cain was doing a religious exercise. He just simply threw an offering out there because he was told you got to do an offering. But Abel didn't do that. Abel set out to please the Lord. And so he engaged his heart and he honored God with what he was doing. Amen?